Oh, I guess we should do that. I think we probably should. Damn it. All right. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. Taking it back. Hi, friends. Welcome to Fast Friends Forever. I'm August Woody. My pronouns are they, them. And I'm Natsu Tue. My pronouns are he, him. This is a very special limited edition episode where we're just going to be talking about our favorite moments from Fast 21. Ah, uh, Fast 21, the year 2023. And very, very special year that I called it as soon as the news was coming in, you know, a couple months from Fest that like the Fest sold out in like what, three, four days after they had that whole mess. Uh, limited run. All the companies using limited run weren't selling. They couldn't. The site was down. And then it was like two weeks people can buy tickets. Fest site came back up and the tickets flew. And then a lot of the single stage tickets also flew by. And then all the volunteer meetings filled up after the first one. It was just a packed and stacked fest. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a special one. And it was. It was so special. I mean, for me, I was a little bit nervous because it was my first fest without my best friend, Kate. So yeah, I don't know. I was just um, interested to see how things were going to go. I felt like I was kind of going to be flying solo for most of the weekend, but I hung out with a lot of friends. I think I saw more buds this year than I ever have. And it was it was really great. And I had an awesome time. And I don't know if this is something that I feel every year, but it feels like it was one of the best fests for sure. So. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm hmm. I think I said. I think I say that every year too. Like, oh, this was better than last. But I, I feel like Fest Twenty One for sure. There's something very definitive about a lot of the things that happened this year. Yeah, same. Like, I met, saw a lot of friends I haven't seen in a while, as per usual. But more than just that, I met a lot of first time festers, and it was very interesting meeting them now that I'm at like my this is like my seventh fest in a row. And not only a lot of first timers, I met a handful of first timers from South Florida, right from my neck of the woods. Some people from Writing Kendall. You know where I live here. I'm like, this is crazy. I, I saw like the week before Fest, Saturday, I saw Pink Shift, Pollyanna, and Jariah. And I saw someone at Fest, I think her name is Emil and Emily, and she looked very familiar. And I was like, who have I seen you before? We're like trying to name things off. I was, I was asked, we at the Pink Shift show? She's like, yeah. I'm like, then I probably just saw you at a glance. Oh, also, excuse my voice if it's worse for wear. It's post Fest voice. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Yeah, like tons of people that, and tons of people and meeting, met a lot, a lot of cool people, a lot of more people, more so than any other year. Yeah. I know I made my first friend in line at Fest this year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess usually, I mean, that's, that's something about going with friends is that, you know, you're kind of, you stay in your bubble and you don't necessarily have a reason to look around and talk to new people as much but yeah i was standing in in line and somebody was somebody saw somebody walking past with a record and they were like oh i wonder if there are any record shops around here and i let them know about here again records which is right outside the hippodrome and then I saw him later. He walked past and he was like, oh, hey, it's you again. I went to that record store and I spent a lot of money. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for making me spend more money than I originally <laughs> planned to spend. Oh, man, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Like there's, um, while I was during my volunteer set, uh, I volunteered Friday during Guar, Descendants, Less Than Jake, and, uh, and, and Wonder, Wonder Years. years. Yes, in the Wonder Years, crazy fun volunteer. So I, I always do barricade security. The least thing of Wonder Years, Dan, right? Soupy, Dan. Yeah. Uh, saying I was like recording him, saying right into my camera, squatted down on Bo Diddley, Aww. and saying into my camera, and I was like, "Damn, I'm I'm now even more of a fan." Uh, <laughs> Gore was great, just blood all over the game. I mean, I mean, I got a couple pictures in the Gainesville Sun of me catching crowd surfers, just blood all over my hair. Um. <laughs> During Less Than Jake, this guy I saw was in front of the crowd. The whole weekend, he had on a Legend of Zelda Wind Waker mask. And I talked to him at Jair, and he was like, yeah, I'm also from South Florida. I moved elsewhere, blah, 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 from Kendall. And we talked about just all the Miami, South Florida things. During Less Than Jake said, he got my attention, and someone in the crowd wanted him to give me a Welcome to Rockville, you know, Less Than Jake friendship bracelet, and I lost my shit. Uh, that was great. Dancing 
always fun dancing less than Jake. And it's always love it when the band notices you. Because while I was dancing, I was kind of dancing along with the dudes, less than Jake on stage. They brought on SMN and Free Kick to sing and dance on their songs. And of course, they jumped into and start crowd surfing. And the I think he's the lead guitar or the guitarist for uh yeah, it was a guitarist for for SMN. And he was crowd surfing and I caught him coming down. And he was like, thank you. And wrapped his legs around my waist. It was just kind of like using me as like a, a, a launch pad. Just like go crazy and sing on top of me. And I was like, yeah. And he jumped off and ran again. And again, I was like, these guys are great. They also had a great set. That was, that was, that was wonderful. What were you going to ask? Yeah, I wanted to ask you, how many bands did you see this weekend? Oh, shit. I, I'd have to count. I don't know. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, I took I took the time to count like while you if you want to do that. I took the time to count. I I saw including the bands I only saw maybe half of the set or like the first couple of songs. I saw thirty two bands. If my counting is correct, eleven, twelve, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, twenty, thirty two. Yep, I saw thirty two bands, uh, which was honestly a lot of bands to see on a stacked fest weekend. I'm not gonna lie. I only saw five bands on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, I did get a tattoo like earlier on Friday. Yo, what'd you get? Well, I actually got two tattoos over the weekend. So I got on Friday, I just pulled something off of Anthem's flash sheet and I ended up getting this frog that, that, I mean, it's just a frog, but (laughs) um, I don't know. I love frogs. And (laughs) um, I ended up being really intricate because it, he has a lot of spots on him. Yeah. So it took a while, but it was real cool. And I made friends with the artist who was tattooing me. He came up, he was visiting from Miami. Oh. And uh, I actually went back into town on Monday to get another tattoo. And I went back in and the same artist was still there. So I had him do the Signals Midwest logo. So. Oh, man. That one was long overdue for me, not to, because we're definitely going to be covering Signals Midwest soon, so not to like get too deep into it, but Signals Midwest and I have both been to Fest 11 times. I've seen them every single Fest that I've ever been to, so they hold a special place in my Fest heart and also just in my heart in general. They're one of my all-time favorite bands. I think a couple of years ago, Spotify told me that I was in the top 0.01% 0.01% of Signals Midwest listeners. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> you are Signals Midwest at this point. Like, yes. Uh, as far as anyone is concerned, I am a member of Signals Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, that's me. Uh, me was uh, Screaming Females. I mean, of all the fests that they've participated since I've been going to fest, they were at fest 16 and then they played Bodidly either 18 or 19. And then they were at Heartwood, this one. Seen them all. I've seen them in New Jersey. I've seen them in Salt Lake. I've seen them in Gainesville. And to the point where they, like they know and recognize me at the end of their, I was thinking of getting a, a tattoo this weekend was Screen Females one, but I didn't probably plan it out. So next year I'll get a tattoo with you, August. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't have one. I'm like, I love all this shit. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm clean. I got no piercing, got no tattoos. I don't know. <laughs> I, I got dyed hair. You know, and I'm just like, I feel the personal pressure and a good, good pressure to get a tattoo. I, I really would like one, but uh, yeah, some every time Mike, you know, King Mike, the bassist of Screen Females after the set. Talking to the stage, he was like, what, "Weren't you in Salt Lake? <laughs> what are you doing here?" And I'm like, "Dog, I moved back. I got to come see you guys." And people are waiting for the set list, and I was like, "Hey, Mike, can you pass me the set list?" He passed it to me, which I feel great about. But I also think I should have given it to someone else. It was in the moment I didn't, so I that's one fest regret, which I will bring mm-hmm. up again later. Fest regrets, but yeah, seeing your bands and having and like that's awesome. Seeing Singles Midwest each time for each fest you've been to, that is the uh, connection that's a connection band a band that you and it'll always be special from the 11th time to the 26th time you see singles midwest it will never not be special there better be a 26th time if singles midwest stops playing fest i will fall apart (laughs) (laughs) warning to singles midwest please please leave my friend intact (laughs) please don't stop fest to switch to like other like the fest moments you know talking about people even things we did i almost got kicked out of high dive on sunday (laughs) I almost got kicked out for the whole rest of the day from the venue. What did That's, you do? No, 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 no. I, I didn't do anything. I was falsely accused. Let me, let me, let me tell you this. Let me set this. Oh my right. god! 
All right. The best of the worst played at 310. Best of the worst, Ska Core from New Jersey. They got they got metal in there. They're fucking heavy. The breakdowns are killer. And I was just in there dancing, skanking, singing. And of course, the breakdowns hit. Like, people are spin kicking. We're, we're dancing. I'm like jumping high up and doing, you know, front kicks in the air and whatnot. Just also doing this in jeans, mind, just losing my mind. And the set ends. And a guy that works at High Dive, not a volunteer, like employee, comes up. He says, hey, are you my spin kicker? And I was like, uh, y- yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, I did. What's up? He's like, all right, I need you out of here. You can't come back. Got to get out. I was like, what mm. happened? What did I do? He's like, you kick someone in the nose, and they're bleeding everywhere, dude. You like broke the dude's nose. I'm like, I didn't kick anyone in the nose. I would have known, and I would have felt the con- impact, and I would have profusely apologized. I did not kick anyone in the nose. He's like, all right, just come out. Come out. Let's, ver- let's, let's verify it. Which you should have done in the first place, you know, not to not saying to put him on right. blast, but you should have brought me outside to verify first before saying you got to get out. But at the same time, I understand it's an incident. Got to do a got to write a fast incident report, and you're looking out, whatever, blah blah. But then you go outside, and the guy's like the dude's bleeding everywhere, like the brick where you where you, we exit the high dive during fast, we usually would enter that brick floor, just like red, like gore red, just blood all on there. Jesus. Uh, his nose. And he looks at me, he's like, no, that's not him. It was a tall, lanky black dude. I'm pretty sure that hit me because he was going nuts doing cartwheels in the pit. And is it him or some other smaller kid dude in a jersey? And the guy's like, yeah, I just remember seeing feet. I was just dancing and I just saw feet go up and I just grabbed my nose and I just felt the pain. And the guy, then the employee's like, okay, you're good to go. No worries. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. But yeah, if it could have easily gone where I was, I would have kicked out from the high dive the rest of the night. I mean, I still would have found a way to get back in after five, <laughs> you know, like that wouldn't have been a problem, but still like that was, that was um crazy experience. And then also, also at the high dive, funny enough, I think it was direct hit played. Yes. Saturday, their uh, regular set. Yeah. Crowd got flashed. Uh, this fester. Oh from- yeah. I saw that. <laughs> you saw did someone, did someone else talk about it? Or are you there? No, I was there. Oh, you were direct. Oh, yeah, you were. You were in the back. You were in the back. Yeah, you were back. No, I was up front. And mind you, that, that same fester who did that, I believe she, she's French. She was here at Prefest. On th- she was there at Prefest Thursday. I'm walking around the high dive. I'm leaving after Virginity set to go meet up with some friends. And she comes up and asks me if I have cocaine. And I'm like, I do not have cocaine. God damn it. <laughs> and she says, do you know where I can get some? I'm like, I'm not sure. I mean, there's people around the corner that you can ask. I don't know if they'll have it, you can ask. She's like, can you go get it for me? Can you help me get it? I'm like, no, I'm sorry. But yeah, direct hit. She's just crowds every bunch of times. And then boom, she flashes the crowd. And seeing like nipples was not on my fest, you know, board. Uh, but <laughs> Not but, the first time, though, for me, at least. <laughs> I, I believe that. 30 bands I saw well 30 sets I saw this weekend so and that doesn't include pre-fest oh I yeah wasn't, I wasn't Bo Diddley for pre-fest this year yeah no yeah if we include pre-fest then it's like I saw 36 bands 36 sets the dreaded Laramie which were great virginity decent criminal and pew 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 wow 30 30 sets 30 bands look at us Mar- marathon festers huh Jeez. <laughs> I feel like I could have seen more. I mean, I, you know, like we were both volunteering, so that kind of limited us a little bit. Yeah. And also just being dead tired. Like I wanted to see Gel and Painted Black it's on a Saturday at Vivid. But after Woolbright, which one of my favorite fest sets ever, that was an incredible set. They're such a good band, the South Florida, some South Florida heroes. After seeing Woolbright, I was sitting with uh, my friend Lindsay and I'm like, I... My feet are yelling, and we just sat inside the woolly for like forty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think I I stayed out late on Saturday night to see Signals Midwest, obviously, <laughs> but I felt I was feeling that way on Friday because I think I think I told you this, but I made the decision to bring a new pair of Doc Martens with me to fest this year. No, you didn't tell uh, me that. <laughs> now the only. I'm not completely out of my mind. My thought was, okay, uh, for pre-fest, I'm just going to be a Bo Diddley. I'm not going to be, you know, walking from venue to venue. So I should be fine wearing my docs just for a Thursday. But literally just the walk from the car to Bo Diddley was enough to give me a blister. And 
yeah, my feet were just screaming at me the whole weekend. Even though I switched into my Nikes immediately afterwards and I was wearing those all weekend. But the, the blister already did it. Also, when I came home, I realized I have two I have I have one toenail on each foot that is trying to come off right now. So <laughs> Yeah, fast battle scar. <laughs> yeah, I I think I did minimum twenty thousand steps a day at fest, with my most being twenty two thousand steps, which is like nine ten miles of walking. Which I love seeing the numbers on my pedometer. Love seeing you know getting that human gratification and satisfaction from progress and numbers. But my lower body didn't like that. My feet were fine. They hurt. My feet were fine. It was really my calves. My calves were sore from the nonstop jumping, dancing, skanking, moshing, right. all of that. All the battle scars. And speaking of moshing, like the pits this year were crazy. The pits this year were pretty. There's some of the best and nuttiest pits I've been in. Nothing, nothing will ever beat. Still, nothing has ever topped um, the Scott Two Network Secret Set Pit at Fest 18 when they first played Fest. When Jerry Plurus played at Scott Two Network, at Scott Two Network, and the Secret Show that year at Downtown Fats, that place was so packed. My friend Ellery and I, for half the set, were just like pull, holding each other and pushing the wave of people behind us so we would not get swallowed. Right, like it felt it was a literal right. wave. Like my feet were picking up. And I'm trying to sing, but then when I, every time I look up, it's like someone's falling on top of me. You know, combine that with like some crowd surfers, I was like, "This is unbearable." And then their actual <laughs> set had much, much less people. Still very packed, but not that packed. But like free throw played, fuck, <laughs> don't die. <clears throat> I won't. I do not have COVID, but I did catch probably the usual fast flu. But um, yeah, no. Some of the pits this year, the free throw pit for, of course. The, the last two songs they played were Randy, I'm the Liquor, and Two Beers. Two Beers in their biggest tits and bangers. That one was, that was fucking nuts. My friend Ellery's wristband got ripped off in that pit, and my glasses dropped, and my cat ears dropped. Somehow, neither of them got ripped to shreds. My glasses fell like six times, eight times, six, seven times. You need that best. strap, man. You need, I know. <laughs> you need a glasses strap. After seeing yours, I'm like, I was, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I am sleeping on the glasses strap. Like, that's a game changer. Being able to have my glasses get kicked and stay on my face, that is, I need to change that. But yeah, the free throw pit was nuts. Uh, what else? What else was great? Pool Kids pit was surprisingly, I mean, that's where I lost my wristband for the second time. <laughs> yeah. I cannot believe how much you lost your wristband this weekend. <laughs> it has never happened to me. To give you a little context, I lost my wristband, my volunteer wristband, my Friday volunteer set. Somewhere in between all the crowd surfing from Guar to Less Than Jake, it got, it got ripped off. I didn't even notice it until I woke up the next morning. So then I run to Bo Diddley, get my next band. They're like, yeah, it's okay. You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, happy fest. And I go into Pool Kids. The pit for like the first or second Pool Kids song, I lose my band immediately again. And I go out back to the entrance of Bo looking so dejected. And the person who put the band on me is just looking at me. I'm looking at her and I just show her my empty wrist. And she's like, already? <laughs> oh, it's fucked. Um, I've, ne I've never lost my wristband like that. I have never lost a wristband in all my fest. That's the first time it ever happened. I was, it was funny. Terrible, terrible experience though. The only time I've lost my wristband was during a Menzinger set a few years back. And thankfully, I still had the the broken wristband, so yeah, I was able to text Gabby and get it replaced. You you got lucky. They were just like, "Oh yeah, you don't have your, <laughs> you don't have the broken one, but we'll trust you." Yeah, I guess I think it's I think the caveat is uh, you know uh, you volunteer, you know, yeah, you're volunteering or you did it volunteered, uh, which helped. Because if I, if I wasn't, I would have been S O L uh, for sure. That's not, gonna, that's, not, that's not gonna happen again. All right. <laughs> so, or your fest surprises, you know, sets that the bands you, if you saw any bands you didn't think you, you know, saw for the first time and you're like, well, they're great. Or um, what sets were just exceptionally good this year? The answer is all of them, but you know, we have to pick and choose. Like, <laughs> I was, I was really stoked. This is like a very generic answer for me, but the Signals Midwest set at the Woolly was really fucking good. I was really stoked that they that they were playing at the Woolly. They played Bo Diddley on Thursday for pre-fest. And, you know, Max was saying that they were really stoked that they were getting to play the main stage and everything. But getting to see them at the Woolly was just so nice because it's 
more intimate and everybody was just nice and up close. And I was at the front of the crowd for that set. And, you know, that was that was one of the sets where there is kind of like a wave of people just like pushing and you know, mm-hmm. people are kind of like falling forward onto the stage a lot. And but it's just, oh, God, it was so much fun. That was definitely my favorite set of the weekend, which is no surprise whatsoever. But Of course. Um, as far as like bands that I wasn't expecting to see, I think Saturdays at your place, I was working during their set and I thought that they were really cool. So I'm going to definitely be listening to them. Wow. No, so many, um, so many great sets. Of course, like our favorite bands have the special sets, Screaming Females, I love seeing, I love watching them for a couple of reasons. There's a lot of people that, of course, people that go, they don't know what, expe- what to expect, right? Whenever I go to a streaming female show now, I've only seen like a lot of moshing and crowd surfing at my first screaming female set in 2017 FS16, where they played the Wooly before the renovation. So it was tight, it was packed. People were crowd surfing on top of each other going bonkers. I haven't really seen people do that since, but people have another experience when they watch them live. They're such a tight band. They're so tight knit. Like they play off of each other. They know their songs well. They know the parts. They can like extend an outro, bleed it into the next song. And they the like I got the rhythm section with Jared on drums, Mike on bass is just they're so they keep that groove together. They keep the songs really moving forward. And they give Marissa like the canvas to just paint it red with her shredding. And I can't, I don't always look at behind me. But I can tell like when Marissa's playing and she just goes into a riff or a solo, I can tell people are just locked on her because it is a holy experience watching streaming females, like watching her just like bless your ears mm-hmm. with the sounds from her guitar. And whenever I look back at times, yeah, people are just glued. It is just, you know, people would be moving and dancing and stuff because it's great. But then other people are just like eyes wide open, slack jaw in amazement. And it just, they blow my stuff. Of course, screaming females is like one of my favorites and will always be to say sets. But I, Saw Padfoot. I was really happy to decide to see them. They're from Virginia, like an emo band. So good. Vocals going off back and forth with Sawyer. I think plays like the synth, the keys, blue guitar, Karen also, and the sings. Karen sings and his rhythm guitar. They play off each other really well. The sound is so fun. Their lyrics are looks really nice. Really, you know, hard on your sleeve lyrics that I really enjoy. And they're just fun. This sounds really good. Their songs are really easy to sing along to and to grab the gist of it. And they, they, they really take it to a different place. I was really excited to see them and got some pictures of them. They were wonderful. Got a shirt. Really happy to see Pew 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 with the addition of Kate. Yeah. She, yeah. And everyone, everyone chanting Kate, 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 Kate. Kate. <laughs> no, she is phenomenal. Oh my God. Like, only keys, the guitar, the Suck My Kiss cover. Yes, that cover. Oh my that, God. <laughs> oh, geez. Also, her outfit at Preface, but the, the Preface, I think she was wearing like whatever the baseball team with the a i don't know baseball teams the athletics uh the oakland whatever. i think that's what i think that's what she was wearing uh yeah oakland i feel like the oakland a's jersey up top with like the gray i think it was like sweats i was like damn you ready to you got a no hitter kate was like, and like <laughs> they're really good happy to see them happy to see my friend jan who uh was doing video for them and running the merch table i bought their shorts but they're a size under what i usually wear and they don't really fit me so now oh, I have no. to, yeah, so now I'm using it as motivation to keep walking and maybe make them fit a bit easier. <laughs> I was happy to see them. Happy to see Guar. Never thought I'd see Guar in my life, but like Bo Diddley was so packed for Guar. Bo Diddley was slammed packed for Guar. Goofy, wacky, over the top, shredding, like great musicians. That was that was a sick, really sick. Still have blood on my fingertips. I'm not even gonna lie. There's still <laughs> blood like, around mine. And then. Uh, I said Woolbright earlier. That was a really special set. They played two of their new songs. Everyone be on the lookout for Woolbright's new LP. It might be out by the time this episode is out. Or it might not be. If it isn't out, listen to the old stuff and get ready. If it is out, listen to the old stuff and their new LP, right? Like it's <laughs> incredible, incredible. Millington from Buffalo, New York. I was swing to see them all year. Brass emos, they describe themselves. Just so fun. So fun. It's like listening to 2000s pop punk with a typical like pop punk voice of lead singer Cody. His voice is really good though, like great vocalizations. But add that, and you got Scott on top of that. You know, it's just so fun. And then Jaguero from Italy, my other band I had to see. Something about Jaguero, their sound is so like I listened to the first EP and the first song. It's a Sunday, and I hear that, and it's like I just want to tear up. My emotions come out. Something about it is like so. 
it gives me Menzinger Wonder Years emotion, emotional vibes. Not the same sound though, but very <laughs> similar to like relatability, the lyrics, tugging on your heartstrings, like very visual. They're a great Jaguero, love you guys. I will come to Italy and see you guys one day. Yeah. Those are some of those are like some of like my set sets. Definitely want to mention when Max Stern from Signals Midwest did his solo set and he covered Time Keeps on Slipping into the Cosmic Future by Iron Sheik. My God. It was incredible. It filled a little hole in my heart from Iron Sheik not playing fast this year and everyone was super, super stoked. So it was great. I think I'm so sad. I think three bands covered Iron Sheik this year. I believe and it, yeah. I, I know all of them. Shit, I can't remember. Somebody mentioned in Fast Friends that there was another band that covered Iron Sheik and that the crowd went absolutely fucking ape shit. So it was a good year for Iron Sheik covers. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I think I heard somewhere, somewhere that the last band at Lucy's covered Iron Sheik, Early Flight from Spain, from Madrid, which I have a story with that band too. I don't remember if I'm hearing that right, but if they did, like, it says something when you're getting Iron Sheet covers. Iron, like one of the pinnacles for me in terms of just in the songwriting for a variety of reasons. But maybe you just get an Iron Sheet cover set next year. Who, you know, fuck it. Hell yeah. Sign me up. I'll play an Iron Sheet cover set right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll start singing. <laughs> Trying to fight my way out of this four dimensional space. Another great set. Against All Authority, their Devo cover set. I was backstage watching that. I was blown away like you can really tell they love devo and they covered it down i love devo they yeah, covered I was about it to down say, you love devo i do love devo i was losing my mind and then also against all authority followed me on instagram and i'm just i'm still losing my mind <laughs> all right that's another like south florida og band from the 90s like formed in miami day like in cutler ray cutler ridge area you know political ska punk I missed their set this year, but I was okay with that because I saw them in Fort Lauderdale in August. I saw them last fest, their first show back. I am sad I missed the um, Folly covering the hits. I saw some of the, I saw the Devin K and the Solutions covering songs. They brought up a different vocalist and like, oh, what song are you covering today? Like they brought up, you know, Six Singer from Hands Group and the Diehards, Jessica from Flying Raccoon Suit, Jer, the lead singer of the Dreaded Laramines. I'm not pronouncing that right, I think. Laramines? Laramines? The lead singer from Cali Masi. And then they ended their set with the Eradicator covering Sweet Caroline. <laughs> That's incredible. That squash mask, everything in his typical, you know, gruff voice. Touching hands. <laughs> Touching hands. <laughs> I can't do that. <clears throat> and then Folly, they ended their set with a cover of Keys Me Nights by Catch 22. And God, I wish I was there. They had just like all the horns on stage, like all the horn trombone trumpet players from like most of the ska bands that played on stage. And that was that was nuts. But the Devo cover set was just honestly really beautiful. How they covered everything in their style while still staying true to Devo. That was a really good fucking set. There were a bunch of cover sets at University Club this year, which was really cool because there were a bunch of drag performances in between, which were great. The Holy Ghost Tabernacle Choir played a various artists cover set, which was incredible. And then Guilt did a Deftones cover set, which was really great. Uh, I wanted to catch at least one song from the Deftones cover set. Uh. Oh, it was so, so, so good. Oh, another awesome moment was Zeta. Zeta played a couple of sets over the weekend and had the Holy Ghost Tabernacle Choir come on with them. I was volunteering for their set on Sunday and literally the entirety of the Holy Ghost Tabernacle Choir was also on stage with them at the end of their set. So they had two drum sets set up on stage. They did start their set like eight minutes late, but... But it was incredible. I mean, like all of those musicians on stage just having this like crazy drum circle. It was great. Zeta are always just so freaking crazy. So good. I wish I could have seen their Heartwood set. Okay, so Saturday night after the Guilt cover set, we we're hanging out outside of University Club. And all of a sudden we we start hearing this band playing and it sounded really close like too close to even be Bo Diddley. And we turned around and somebody was standing on top of a van that was just parked with their hazards on in a lane on University Avenue. <laughs> so like somebody's on top of the van screaming into a microphone. 
just like pacing back and forth on top of this van. And Nico from Guilt and I were like, we have got to see what the fuck is going on. And so oh my God, you saw the van. Yes. So so we went and we ran across the street and like so they played a full song and then the vocalist went down, jumped into the van, screamed something about like, this is it. This is the last you'll ever hear from us or something like that. I don't know. Hopefully the there'll still be a band after this but the vocalist took a bunch of seven inches and just chucked them out of the van to the (laughs) crowd of people that was standing there and and they and then they just drove the fuck off and it was incredible the band that did that they're called vantana row if you're interested in looking them up vantana row yeah yeah definitely gotta give them a look give them a look see yeah i was seeing like posts about that all over and i was like what what the hell Definitely one of them. Hopefully, I, I hope that's a thing, something they do regularly where they just um, go around with their nondescript band. I mean, a nondescript van with their band and just like chucking shit at people. That sounds great. There's a release on their band camp that mentions at the bottom. It says this too consists of many Vantana Row three songs of old and is what we played out on the 2023 Yeah Wow National Drive By Tour. <laughs> So, like, is this just a thing that they're doing all across the country? I don't know. They go to random packed spots and just play a, <laughs> a song set. One single song and then just fuck off. Into, <laughs> into the sunset. Jettison away. I mean, I'm a fan already. I want to follow them across the country during this tour. I'm not endorsing them because I don't know shit about them other than what just happened. But <laughs> if you're interested, that's the name of the <laughs> band. You can look them up and find out for yourself. I don't know their politics are or any shit like that. So that is what it is. Yeah, y'all been y'all been warned. Yeah, I heard that Holy Ghost Tabernacle Choir, they covered Gay Bar by Electric Six. And I am so sad I did not see that. I am so sad to catch that. But um, on other heartwarming highlight fest moments so i'm at the purge and i go to the restroom and i go to the urinal there's a guy in the urinal next to me there's a guy in the stall the guy in the stall was talking spanish to the guy in the urinal next to me because the guy in the urinal is from early flights the band that the last band i played at lucy's they're from madrid and i turn to him and i say hey you know i was at your last that you set. you guys were great like you guys sound amazing it's so fun catching guys I, I couldn't get in the pit i couldn't get down my feet were dead so i was just sitting down but you guys are wonderful he turns to me and he goes hey are you kutoy on instagram and i'm like yeah i'm kutoy on instagram he's like don't you remember me at like fest uh, some years ago uh, the mustard plug set me and my my friend were up front and, you know, you caught us some crowd surfing and we love your energy because you were dancing the whole time. And we talked afterwards and you're like our highlight of our highlights for Fest. And there's us. And I was like, oh, my God, it is you guys. I remember you. Yes. I was like, I do remember you. We had a whole year. I haven't seen these guys in five. That was five years ago. That was Fest 18. Must have plugged, played, played Bo Diddley. I was five years ago. And I'm in the bathroom, like talking and hugging this guy. Mind you, we're peeing the whole time we're talking. We didn't wash, <laughs> we didn't wash our hands. It's kind of gross. We didn't wash our hands. And I think someone in the bathroom was like, damn, y'all did that not washing your hands? I'm like, I'm sorry, but this is emotions and emotions <laughs> can't wait. And then his friend who was talking about comes in the bathroom, middle light in hand. He's like, oh my God, it's Kuto, it's you. And the three of us are there talking and chatting. It's the first picture of my Instagram post where it's like me and two guys on like a white wall that's in the Hyatt bathroom on the second floor. Not so <laughs> Wondering why you got best flu this year. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all right. The choices were not the best, <laughs> but the feelings make up for it. I got out there. We got outside, and the other guy from the other band, Carlos, sees me. He's like, "Oh my god, you caught me during the Wonder Years!" And I just felt great knowing that you didn't catch me up. Well, they told me, "So happy to meet you. So excited to meet you." Like we're just like talking. And if my friends didn't pull me outside, I would have been talking to these guys for like. An, an hour longer and then and then like i when i was leaving i passed by jaguero they were sitting at the purge as well and i would have gone to them and talked to these these awesome italians about their set i love them both fest international bands so good they're so passionate they love being here i love having them here but um that's definitely like the most biggest fest moment for me yeah the purge that night was crazy i didn't go to bed until 5 30 and i woke up at eight what was the fest right after covid was that fest 19 yes yeah, so Fest 19, I attempted to stay out late enough for the purge. And then I feel like it just didn't happen. We were hanging around waiting for it. And then we just like couldn't find out where any purge was happening. I don't know if it actually happened or not that year. 
but no. yeah. I um, so the one year that I was like, I'm going to go to the purge and, <laughs> and, it, and it didn't happen, but I definitely need to need to go with you next year. Yes, please. It's um that year, the first year, it was a weird one. Like people were sitting outside Lucy's waiting for like a purge to happen. Yeah. It really happened. But we were, we stayed outside Lucy's. We brought all our liquor outside, had a table. And I was like, we had our little table purge until like 4 a.m. Like everything's closed. Cops are gone. Just us there. Some random people, people coming in, you know, and we're just outside standing up and talking around. There wasn't like an official purge that happened that year. Cause again, it was COVID. Yeah, very afterwards. COVID. Yeah. And there wasn't like places that do it were like open when doing it like that. On that note, like I will give credit to the Hyatt. Of course, it, having the Hyatt right down there, smack in the middle of downtown, is disruptive to the skyline, the five feel of the city. I don't, I don't think it looks the best, but that's the hotel, not the people that work there. The people that work there and the management, bar none, are great. Like they are ready for purge. They have purge like cocktail specials for the night, and they have PBR ready for like three bucks for all the festers who are coming. They let us bring our stuff in there. Of course, people get routed shenanigans happen, but festers are pretty nice and are kind and help clean up and get all that because just as easily they let us stay there, they can remove it. So um, the fest is great. That secret Spanish love songs impromptu set at like Fe- the Purge and Fest 17. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that was so fun. But um, the Purge this year is pretty cool. It was a pretty, pretty cool Purge. I see, like last year, it was like, you know, because eh, people in the new location trying things out this year, off the handles, off the rails. My friend accidentally knocked over a full bottle of Four Roses bourbon because it was like on the edge of the table. We cleaned it up uh, though. I cl- I cleaned up all the glass by my by hand and we mopped it up. Yeah, good purge, good moments, wholesome, just wholesome fest. I got so many compliments on my cat ears and my glitter. I have never <laughs> gotten compliments like that. I it felt great. Uh, I had when I went back to Anthem for my Signals with West tattoo. Uh, my artist and then another artist who was in the room said that I had the best hair that they had seen for the entire weekend. And they were like, Let's we've seen go. we've seen a lot of colored hair. So that's saying a lot. <laughs> like, thank you. Of all the colored hair, you're number one. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, I love fest compliments. Also, my friend Bren, who will be on the podcast shortly, at one point over the weekend, he just looked at me and he was like, thank you for being fest. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh i just like started crying on the spot oh my god yeah the tears came out i got my friend Lindsay who's on the photog team i got i got them a um the set list from both bo diddley wonder years sets oh and they just cried on the spot i mean so did i like the tears came out of the way because i would like would jump over the brick to grab them and then hop back down and just make a beeline straight for Lindsay. You know, people are like, oh, can I have the set list? I was like, here you go, Lindsay. I'm like a robot. And then the fest tiers are real for this one. The emotions were high. Speaking of fest tiers, okay, I have to talk about the guilt set at oh, the Woolly. Please, please. I'm so sad I missed that. I had the conflict. I had to see, because Jaguetto played the same time and I wanted to see them from Italy. So my husband, Woody, plays in Guilt, or he he was playing with Guilt for about a year and a half. And he has decided to take a little break from music for a while for like mental health reasons. And Tyler from Guilt gave this really, really nice speech about him leaving. And like, I'm going to tear up telling the story. But <laughs> it was just so sweet. They gave him like such a nice send off on stage. I mean, you know, their their set was amazing. It was it was wonderful. And then Everyone in the crowd started chanting, Woody, Woody. Woody. And then because Woody also has his own band called Ardent, who, if you don't know, is the band that you hear at the beginning and the end of all of our episodes. And Ardent has a song called Four Words, I'm Proud of You. So Tyler had everybody in the crowd yell, I'm proud of you, Woody. And it was so sweet. And Woody's just like sobbing on stage and... He told me before the set that he was thinking about smashing his guitar on stage because it's like it's his newest guitar and he's never really been particularly fond of it. So I was like, I was like, all right, if that's what you want to do, that seems pretty intense, but go for it. And and that's what he did. So the guilt set ended and he just smashed his guitar on the stage. (laughs) It was fucking punk as hell. 
it really fucking is punk as hell. Woody is so great. I I still I use uh, Ardent and Woody as a solid introduction for me into really local music when I was studying at UF and in Gainesville because the first set, one of the first things I saw, I think it was probably after my first fest. So I guess I guess one of the one not one of the first things, probably after my first fest, like second fest, when the hardback was located on University next to at the time eight seconds. Yeah, that was the Ardent show with Rosemary Kennedy, which was also I think Rosemary Kennedy's last show. Second to last show and love Woody's presence, stage presence. Woody took me outside of the hardback and was like talking to me into the microphone as if no one else could hear. It's like, okay, we're going to go back inside and you're going to do this. You're going to scream. You're gonna blah, blah. I was like, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Great set. Always looked up to Woody and I know that he deserved all those cheers and smashing the guitar at the guild set. <laughs> yeah. And then I do want to mention too, because I mean, nobody else knew this or saw this or anything, but after the set backstage, guilt gave him a bunch of very personalized gifts as like going away presents that were so sweet and he started crying all over again and he ordered some special frames so that he could put them in because they got him like a a personalized basketball jersey and a a personalized engraved basketball because he he coaches kids basketball at the ynca and like a a really nice custom print of the whole band together so yeah, they're just really sweet of them. And it was something that they didn't have to do, but it, it meant so much to him. So I really hope that they'll be able to play together again someday. I hope so. I hope so as well. And I hope he has that much needed time to himself as well. Yeah, one of the things I love the most about Fest, part of Fest, like first of like all the raw feelings and emotions that people are unafraid to let show during Fest, you know, in the guilt set, the SMN and free kick set where like the lead singer of SMN took a letter that he wrote to read in English and was pretty much telling the crowd. I have it on video. He was like telling the crowd, you know, like I've always wanted to play in America since I was 20 and to be here is a dream. I wish I could come and play here all the time, but I'm not rich. And being and coming to the land of like my heroes, like Lesson Jake and whatnot, is just amazing. Thank you for having us. Like, just people just fest is a place for emotion, like people out, it makes it so special. And volunteering at Fest allows me to kind of give that back to Festers in a way. It's half the reason why I always do barricade. I generally I generally love catching crowd surfers and being up front. Also, the best place to get photos and videos of the bands, but also. When Scream Females played Fest uh, 19 or 18, I can't remember, and they were at Bo Diddley, I was rightfully so going fucking crazy because it's my favorite band. And someone told me after the set, like, you were going so nuts up there. Thank you, because it made it easier for me to not think about, you know, other people like let me express and dance and go crazy. And I was like, yeah, it's fast. You shouldn't feel afraid to dance or move. You shouldn't feel afraid to judge dance or move at any concert. That's the point of music, right? Yeah. And especially at fast, like no one should judge you or do that for dancing, right? Or anything. And no one will. I only had to happen one time. I was volunteering Fest 16. I was dancing Mass Intruder at the front with my friend Tim. And some jerkwad threw like a half, like a near empty PBR bottle at me. Some guy in the front. And he kept mouthing fuck you to me. And I was like, okay. He left. And my friend Brad was next to him. And he's like, I didn't realize that you didn't know the guy. Like, I would have fucking beat his ass. Like, no need to do that. Like, we don't have to get another incident report here at Fest. But <laughs> like, that's the only time I've ever seen anyone remotely be annoyed at someone having time in their life at Fest, right? Volunteering and dancing and singing along and like whatever at the barricades. To me, people have to feel comfortable doing that. And, and I think it enhances the show for some people, seeing someone really having all that fun. Yeah, I can do that unashamed and just being myself. Like Jerry, you know, I'm thriving, I'm vibing, I'm living my, my best life or my fest life in this case. So mm-hmm. volunteering is really special and I will do it for as long as fest exists. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. I mean, I've been volunteering for 11 years and I mean, it is still so special and, you know, I'm I'm really happy to like be a part of the machine in whatever capacity I can be. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to going to keep doing it as long as I can. Yes, yes. As long as our bodies let us do so. <laughs> Let's see. Anything else we have to say? I guess, like, I guess, like I mentioned earlier, um, any fest regrets? I don't know if I really have any regrets this year. I mean, I kind of wish that I had stayed out a little bit later to see, like, Paint It Black. On Friday, I missed taking meds, but. I also think that I did a really good job of pacing myself this year, though, because I was able to wake up early every year in a way that I never have been able to before. (laughs) 
So I feel <clears throat> I feel really, really good about that. I mean, like, especially because I went into town on Thursday by myself and I stayed in a hotel room by myself for the first time for fest. And I was able to like get up early enough in the morning to like go and get coffee and then still be at registration like when it opened. So I felt super, super good about that. And then my shift on Sunday was at 10 o'clock in the morning. And so I had to be up early for that. And I managed to do all of that on my own this year. So (laughs) I'm just really proud of myself for that one. So so even though like, I don't know, I kind of wish I would have stayed out later, but I still feel good about my decisions. Yeah, I mean, that's the best. I agree with you. I want to stay out later. I really do wish I saw gel and painted black on Saturday. I still saw gel. I went to the the secret set afterwards, like super late at night because I was trying to get late night food. Everything was closed. Everything was packed because it was Halloween weekends. So all the college students were out. Yeah. And after the set, I would try to go in checkers. And guys like, are you uh like picking up or putting in order? Putting in order. He said, system's down. I was like, what? It wasn't. He just didn't want to work like 40 minutes, 50 minutes before closing. Nice. Which like is fine. I get it. But also I was hungry and I was annoyed. But uh, yeah, I wish I stayed out longer on Saturday for the bands. I wish Early Flights, the band from Spain, I wish I was in the crowd for their set and not sitting down. I was just too tired. Uh, I wish I saw Follies. I wish I saw almost all the cover sets. But Conflict wouldn't let that happen. Um, Yeah, I will say... I don't know. Part of me kind of regrets getting a Friday tattoo because I definitely was more cautious about getting into crowds. But when I was in the crowds, I was able to manage it pretty well. So I don't know. Maybe I was being overly cautious, but I definitely would have crowd served if I hadn't have gotten my tattoos. So there's that. Yeah, I feel that. I think one year I'm going to... I haven't crowd surf yet. Maybe we'll see one year. But really, I really much rather... I like throwing people up to crowd surf. So... My first regret is not throwing enough people up to crowd surf. <laughs> my goal is to um, get strong and jacked enough this year that when my friend Kat comes to Fest again, she's a pile of there, but she's like 125, 120 pounds, five feet tall. I want to be able to thrust her into the air with one arm. That is my goal for next Fest, to just toss people that want to crowd surf and hold them safely. I want to chuck as many motherfuckers as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, just get up there. Because... I, Again, Fest 18, when they had uh, the first like big Scott showcase downtown bats, and that's men are playing. Uh, I guess two women that are touring with them. I don't know if they're like partners or just, you know, friends of the band. I was this other guy who also pretty big. And the girls came up to us, and one of them goes, uh, up, a crowd stuff, up, up. And we're like, okay, and just launched her up, and it was all fine. And then her friend runs to us, this is the same thing, up, up. And we're like, yoink, just gone. And I was like, I need more of that in my life. Yeah, no big fest regrets. Just, you know, sets I miss, bands I miss. Wish I saw the Iron Cheek covers. Wish I saw Tim Barry. Tim Barry is always a tearjerker. Yeah. Did Such Gold play this year? I don't know if they did. I do not think Such Gold played this year. Such Gold plays most years, but I've missed them every single year because I've always had a conflict and I've seen them so many other times. So I end up missing them for other things. So that's my that's my long-standing fest regret. Never seeing able to see Such Gold. Yeah, they didn't play. Oh, I have I have one more story that I just want to mention, which is not from this current year, but it is. I could not even begin to guess which year this was, but there was one year when Into It Over It played The Woolly and they played a song called Upstate Blues. So the song Upstate Blues has a bunch of whoa oos in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're in The Woolly, which is just like this glorified cafeteria. And this was kind of before they had done like all the renovations and stuff. So it really was just a cafeteria at this point. And... <laughs> They're playing this song, and during the Wo-O-O's, there's this person in the crowd who is yelling their absolute heart out, and they're so incredibly off-key <laughs> that everyone is laughing, including Evan Weiss, laughing our asses off at this one person <laughs> who we can hear above everything else, including Evan in the microphone. 
and <laughs> it's like the the woes are like in the chorus so they're repeated a few times during the song and so at first it's funny and then Evan's like all right i need you to chill the fuck out <laughs> 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 and, and then like towards the end of the song he's like i was just kidding it's fine like please please sing along the dude i mean straight up sounded like a dinosaur trying to sing a song but yeah so evan was like all right where's the dinosaur guy come on you, you can sing i think it was last year into it over it played proper it was like a anniversary of their album proper and so they played that album all the way through at heartwood and they had a little bit of time left in their set after playing the album and they played upstate blues and my friend kate was like absolutely convinced that the only reason that they did that was because of dinosaur guy <laughs> because- dinosaur guy And so this year at best, they played Intersections all the way through, which is the album that Upstate Blues is on. And so I texted Kate because she's in New Zealand and wasn't there for Fest this year. And I texted her and I was like, all right, it's only five more songs until Upstate Blues. We're going to find out if Dinosaur Guy's here or not. And um, but, you know, it's Heartwood. And so it's outside and you you wouldn't be able to tell if he was there or not. Honestly, Kate was like, they need to play the cafeteria again. (laughs) But and then Kate was also like, August, you need to become the dinosaur guy. <laughs> like we need we need to bring this back. But I don't think that my voice would carry like that, honestly. But I feel like dinosaur guy needs to make a comeback. <laughs> so if you're listening, please, we miss I, you. and We love you. I'll be the new dinosaur guy. Yes. I, I think my voice carries surprisingly well. That radio voice. I will be the one. Yes, we have our dinosaur guy. <laughs> <laughs> So for next fest, I will wait just for that. I'll be very sad if I do not hear it next time. Yeah, if they don't play Upstate Blues next year, it's going to be a fucking bummer. Let's <laughs> see, trying to think if we're missing anything from experience over the weekend. Oh, uh, I'm going to drink more beer next time. <laughs> the weird thing is, like, you're like hungover. Like, I'm walking, dancing so much, I don't feel anything. I'm not saying that like I want to get drunk or whatever, but like, you know, it'd be cool to have a buzz while my favorite bands are playing i just hate watching and being in the crowd and watching a band with something in my, like a drink in my hand because i don't want to splash my drink everywhere i want to drink it but i want to lift my hand up and like move it around and shake my body and shake my arms yeah like, like you can't you can't clap exactly that's why like if whenever someone hands me a drink a fast running show i usually down it like immediately because like, the band's gonna play i don't want this in my hand but i just tell them like please don't hand me a drink my friend Jacob sets up a trunk bar because he bartended. He has, you know, really solid knowledge. He'll make like cocktails. He made a clarified milk punch and a couple other like punches and such. He keeps it in his trunk and just has like a pack of Modelo. And he had like two bottles of Malort, other liquor in the trunk. And we were like regularly just, they wouldn't do it too much this year because like he, he did two volunteer shifts and we were all like out about for cons for like shows. But last fest, we were like regularly at the trunk bar outside the courthouse, just like sitting at his car and with trunk bar shenanigans so like more i gotta do more trunk bar next year and more uh a bit more beer in the shows but yeah i'll make sure to not pace myself again next year uh <laughs> and go hard seeing everyone because again the goal if, I, if i'm trying to get keep my endurance up because i turned i'm 26 26 isn't old but like this fest i realized damn i'm not you know invincible like i was when i was coming to fest at 22 right I've been going to fest since I was 18 and I will be 30 at next fest. Is that officially old at that point? I don't know. You know, the way how some people talk about festers that are 30 plus, you might be, you might be moving into that bracket. The, uh, when I say, wow, no one in this pit is under the age of 30. (laughs) (laughs) I will definitely be only wearing sensible shoes for the whole weekend. That, that is for sure my plan for next year. I'm not even going to think about bringing docs. Yeah, like so the festers that kept fashion strong down to their shoe wear. Y'all Incredible. Are, you are braver <laughs> than any Marine. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I would follow you into war. Uh you know, like <laughs> like Silas, you know Silas, right, August? Yeah. Yeah. Silas wearing like these awesome boots, slay, just incredible boots. But the blisters, <laughs> the pain in their feet. I'm like, look, the commitment to the wear for Halloween, the fashion. It's 10 out of 10, but I know your feet hurting. And they're like, yeah, yes. no, I, I, I have not. I just, I just can't. My feet are already too bad to wear something fashionable. Definitely 
like the shoes that I wore were okay, but they're my, I've had them for like almost two years. The, the comfort and the weren't there anymore. I wear like running shoes, but definitely next year I'll have a larger selection of new balances. That those are my new go-to shoes. Bought my first pair some months ago and incredible. Buy some more new balances and some more ASICs and just be on cloud nine the whole time. I'm going to pass out more earplugs next year. Last year, I bought a 200 pack of individually wrapped earplugs. And I used to walk around with like a a backpack before Fest kind of changed the rules on the bags that you can Mm -hmm. carry. I used to walk around with a backpack that had a sign on it that said, uh, (laughs) it said, need to plug your holes. Ask me for earplugs, tissues, tampons. (laughs) And so I would, you know, like carry on extra supplies for everybody. But I had the, you know, I had the sign and so people would ask me for them. But, you know, I can't really do that with my little fanny pack. So I have a fanny pack with a clear front pocket that I keep all of the earplugs in. And last year, a lot of people asked me for them. But this year, I only handed out like two pairs. So that was a, a bummer. And I, I'm always a mom about wanting everybody to protect their hearing. So everyone, please wear earplugs, like for the love of God. Literally, please. I, in my fanny pack, I had to buy a second but fast one because my first one uh, was just ripping on Saturday. I had the yeah, same thing, a big container of earplugs in my fanny pack, but I was dancing too hard during the best worst set, some other set. I had a high dive on Saturday and I didn't realize that my entire case of earplugs flew out of my fanny pack and landed somewhere on the high dive floor. And honestly, I just hope someone picked it up and like got good mileage out of those. That's all I care about. Right. I had had probably like 15 pairs of earplugs left in there. Like, yeah, definitely want to get a better bag and carry in like something a bit bigger than fanny pack, but still fits their rules and is sturdy. And I can have it in the mosh pit because I want to be, I want to be moshing, going hard and dancing for as long as I can. I want to be pushing 40 and still hopping in there with the youngins. So I need I need the gear for that too. Breaking news, breaking news. <laughs> I posted a picture of my Signals Midwest tattoo on Instagram right before we started recording and they just commented on the post. Yo, I'm looking at this right now. This is now one of my best 21 highlights. They said you match all of us now. Yo, you got the plane, you match all of us. Now. Yeah, oh, it's so cute. When I when I went in to get the tattoo, I just pulled up the logo on my phone and the artist that I was talking to was like, is that on our flash? Because I, I feel like I've seen it before and I don't think it's in any of Anthem's flash, even though it wouldn't be surprising if it was. But I walked up to the front counter so that they could print out a copy of it. And the guy just glanced over at my phone and was like, oh, is that the Sigma West logo? I can just pull it up for you. <laughs> was ready with that one so i'm not i'm definitely not the only one and i was genuinely thinking about getting a lot of other signals and west tattoos for a long time but i was like "Ah, i just love this band so fucking much and for the longest time i've had my dangers logo tattoo that is the only band tattoo that i've had and i was like this is this band is really special to me and they're going to be the only one that i have their actual logo and you know other bands i'll just get like lyrics or whatever but signals midwest is definitely definitely up there for me and they they deserve a logo spot on my body so and they got, they got a good got get them in a good spot there too oh yeah i definitely have to do the tattoo next year definitely will do it the monday after fest because if I'm, i can't get a tattoo i'm gonna be answering all that yeah we'll do we'll do it together i'm gonna take off like the whole fucking week after fest next year and i'm just gonna be in <laughs> for as long as i possibly can <laughs> I would love to do that. Just sit there, take an extra long post-fest weekend. Oh my God, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Okay, well, without any further ado, we're going to share some clips from friends. Hello, my name is Damien, and I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. My favorite part about Fest 21, outside of connecting with friends in the scene, was catching the wolf face set over at High Dive. The energy from the band and the crowd was just electric, and this is the first time actually listening to Wolf Face, so it was a real treat getting to fall in love with them live on the first day of Fest. I also caught their Refuse cover set at the University Club, and it was amazing. Everyone killed it this year, and I really can't wait for Fest 22. 
Hi, my name's Barbie and I'm from Toronto, Canada. I find it really hard to pick just one most notable moment. So if it's okay, I'm going to list four. Less Than Jake, it's just amazing how after so many years, every single word to those songs just come right back, even if you haven't listened to those songs in years. Stumbling upon three new-to-me bands by accident that I'm so excited about and two of them playing songs about pets. Direct hit second set, they are just so darn good. And Laura Jane Grace surprising the crowd by playing against me songs for about half the set. Hey, my name's Ellery. I'm here with Rachel and Rom, and we're all from Gainesville, Florida. My favorite fest moment was Saturday night at Vivid when Dan from Paint It Black called for infinity stage dives and the crowd went ballistic. Hey, I'm Rachel. My favorite uh, fest moment was Sunday night at the High Dive when uh, the Eradicator covered Sweet Caroline. Hey, my name's Rom. Uh, my favorite moment was at the Eradicator set on Friday. There was a guy dressed up as Jesus, and then oh, one of the songs, the Eradicator went Jesus Circle Pit, and everyone went wild, and it was great. Hell yeah, Fest was awesome this year. We'll see y'all next year. Hello, I'm Jessica Konsenbach. You can just go with Jess. Uh, that last name is a doozy. <laughs> I'm from Denver, Colorado. And uh, as you can tell, my voice is still not completely back from Fest. So uh, I really raged. <laughs> um, I think my favorite and like most notable moments from Fest 21 this year would be just seeing all of my talented friends kick ass just really seeing new people find them, seeing old friends and people who love the bands enjoy them. I don't know. It's just uh, one of the most, what's the word I'm looking for? Wholesome parts that I had this year at Fest. Hey, what's up? This is uh, Will Kenneth. Wanted to share that my favorite moments are those little moments between sets, you know, catching up with friends who I only get to see like once a year if I happen to cross paths with them. You know, those are the things that make Fest so worthwhile to me and why I keep coming back every year. Also, Guar. Like, I couldn't look away. I wanted to see one song and then leave to see Dead Bars, but that didn't happen. I stayed for the whole set. You know, I liked them before, but I love them now. Also, Plastic Flamingos and Middle Age Queers were absolutely fantastic, too. I really liked all the bands I saw at How Bizarre. It's a fun little venue. That's it. Hi, this is Brian from Plastic Flamingos. My favorite Fest memories, uh, aside from playing, I really loved seeing Wolf Face again, seeing Hans Gruber and the Diehards playing in a very, very packed room, getting the group photo done once again. I think it was a perfect success of a group photo. And also finally seeing Gorilla Biscuits, who were a highly anticipated band for me in Fast 19, and then was a big bummer when they had to drop out. So, uh, yeah, I think those are a lot of my favorite Fest memories. Also, it was really nice to have my partner along. Uh, it was her first Fest, and I made sure that she had all the staple Fest experiences, and I think she ended up having a good, a good time as well. So, yeah, hello there. It's me, Mario, from Vicenza, Italy. Well, my favorite moments were the sets of Agbar Nerd and Suzy True, which I didn't know, at uh, How Bazaar, and that was by far my favorite location. Also, the the Kembe the set I saw there was really, really, really funny. And, um, yeah, that were my favorite sets of the festival. And my surprises, I guess. And then also the trust the fall, trust fall gig, gig, I guess, at the, the bull outside on Friday night, which wasn't in the schedule, but was super funny. And there was the guitar hero dressed up like Jesus Christ, playing some radas guitar solos, while the singer was throwing bananas at the at the people. It was so funny, so so funny. And uh, yeah, also uh, finally the world's scariest police chases that covered uh, break stuff by Lim Biscuit and was bananas. I I I I just it was by far my favorite cover. It was so 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 out of the blue. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for everything. And um, sorry for my voice and uh, I got COVID and <laughs> so extra days off. And yeah, hope to see you next year. Love you from Italy and uh, take care. Bye bye. 
Hey, it's Raven Chase from Ocala, Florida. Probably one of my favorite moments about Fest is reconnecting with people from different music scenes, but also having the opportunity to work with different venues like Heartwood Soundstage and High Dive. But probably one of my favorite moments about Fest is grab me a cup of coffee with the legendary Tim Holhouse from the London, UK before his set at How Bizarre that Sunday. Yo, this is Justin from the band Glazed, here to say that Fest 21 was by far my favorite fest I've ever attended. Uh, It's the first fest I've attended with my partner. They had a really good time, and it's the first fest that Glazed played a venue that reached capacity. Thank you to anyone who watched us. My favorite meal of the weekend, bagels and noodles. My favorite drink, Mountain Dew. And a highlight for me was getting to do a a guest feature during Microwave set, the screamy part for the song Vomit. Uh, They're old friends of ours. So getting to do that was was the honor of my life. And just to see like how they progressed uh, from when we met them so long ago to now, it was it was just great. And, you know, I think Fest is a good incubator for bands to grow. And and for that, we're forever grateful to uh, be able to play it and attend it. So I guess my favorite thing about Fest this year is, I mean, it was hard for me to, to pick. I've been going to Fest for nine years now. I love it. I'll never not love it. I've been running the scavenger hunt for about three years. And each year I'm kind of refining it a little bit. So for those of you who don't know what the scavenger hunt is, I put together a huge scavenger hunt that helps you kind of experience Fest in Gainesville and, you know, everything by meeting new friends and doing new things and whatnot. And so essentially what you'll do is you start a team on the Facebook page. You go and you take pictures as opposed to like touching or doing or drinking or nothing that compromises anyone's morals. Uh, There's about 60 tasks. You do them and then the team that finishes first wins a bunch of prizes and second, third, so on and so forth. I got about 80 bands, businesses and artists to donate prizes. So it was really great. For me, the most gratifying thing and the best part is when someone walks up to me and tells me, you know, the the scavenger hunt really made fest. It really got them out of their shell. It really helped like quell their anxiety or really kind of like just gave them something to do in their downtime. It just kind of is so rewarding seeing people getting so much out of it. And then, I mean, the purge, it's kind of everyone's way of saying, you know, goodbye, see you next year. But also to me, it's kind of like we're throwing the parties that we never got invited to in high school and we just get to be with people we love and listen to music we love. And um, I don't know, I don't know the last time I was able to feel that way in my 30s so holy, or honestly in my 20s. And it's just honestly, it's nice to go to a place where everyone feels like family. And it's all for the same cause. And I'm sorry this is now over two minutes, but Manfest is all that is good and right in this world. And we deserve this. I just echo that sentiment continuously. We deserve the happiness that we get at Fest. And it's something that you can't replicate anywhere else. And uh, man, it feels special to be to be part of this. All right. Well, I guess it's time to wrap things up. Yeah, I think so. I think we got all our Fest out in this uh, little roundup here. Please check out all the bands that we've mentioned this episode. All them friends, almost family at this point, held near and dear to our hearts. Uh, bands, individuals, like just go out there, broaden their horizons, and I guess we'll catch you next fest. Absolutely. We've already decided next year we're going to have stickers. We're going to be handing them out to people and doing a much better job of promoting this podcast. So Yes. Get us on the fest lineup live <laughs> live <laughs> podcasting I, we will be there all right everyone stay fussy we'll see you next year till next year everyone best friends forever all right yeah if you'd like to follow us on patreon or facebook we're there at best friends forever we're on instagram at best friends forever pod and if you'd like to reach out old school you can send an email to best friends forever pod at gmail.com thanks for listening bye bye